Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is... Friday, May the 21st, and we come off just another in a string of embarrassing performances against the Florida Marlins. Just an awful game yesterday. Horrible to watch. Horrible to be a fan of. The Phillies didn't hit. They didn't play defense. It was a bullpen game because of a last-minute injury. It was was just a disaster from the jump. It was a game... You knew it was going to be a disaster. It was a disaster, and it stunk. And it's like, what's up with the fact that the Phillies just can't beat the Marlins? Like, what is this? It is it is ridiculous at this point. The numbers are insane. I mean, they're like 8-17 and 17 in their last, whatever, 25 against them. It's nuts. It's crazy. The Marlins are not good. Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. It is the most frustrating thing going with the Phillies right now is this Marlins thing. It's just, it's infuriating. And last night was just the worst of all of them. Just a brutal, brutal showing from the fightings. Fightings is definitely not the word you would use to describe the Phillies last night. The laydowns. The uh, the uh, uh, white flags. I mean, they just didn't show up. At home, in a night game, it wasn't even, it was like a day game after a night game. I mean, so like when you look at it as coming off that first game of the series, right? Which, let's be honest, they slept rock, slept walk through seven innings of, other than Zach Wheeler, and then they had that massive inning, and it was awesome, and it was like, all right, let's let's light a fire here, let's get this team going, and then they ne- drop the next two. And they're 500, they're 22 and 22, and they just look anemic offensively. Outside of one inning this series, they scored two runs. Two runs for the Phillies outside of that big seven run inning. Think about that, that's crazy. That's horrendous. The Marlins have good pitching, but come on. Like this offense continues to underperform and underdeliver, and it is um, you know, it's it's getting to the point of not just frustration, but you start to worry about it. Like we've talked about it, but you know, where is you know Alec Bohm? Where is Reese Hoskins? Where are these guys? Can they can they start to contribute at a higher level? Um, you know, the holes, and we'll get into it. But I mean, you know. Like the the drum I've been banging all season long, and it is the roster depth that it just comes back to bite them. I mean, Zach Wheeler pinch hit in this game in the third inning. 
You want to talk about embarrassing? You go into a Major League Baseball game, and the first pinch hitter off your bench in the third inning, and again, it's a bullpen game, so that's going to happen, but is a pitcher? Really? That's embarrassing. As a Phillies fan, I was embarrassed watching Zach Wheeler stride to the plate. And I love Zach Wheeler, and I love that he's a good hitter for a pitcher, but really? Seriously? That's where we're at, that Zach Wheeler is pinch hitting in the third inning of a game? It's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. This team is so frustrating because they should be better than they are, and at the same time, they've you know, giving you no reason to believe that they're they're going to be better than what they've been than that 500 team, you know, or right around it. We've talked about it so many times. You thought that they might go on a run after that beginning, after the, the Jerry Segura thing. Nope. Lose two straight to the Marlins at home. The one thing the Phillies have done well this season is play at home. They got three against the Red Sox coming up who are in first place and have been awesome. And then they're on the road again. So that's sweet, right? I mean, you know, it's it's I'm concerned right now about this team right now in this spot right now with the injuries they have, the lack of roster depth they have, the guys who are struggling, and the, the portion of the schedule they're at, you know, because the Red Sox coming to town is tough now. To be fair, we'd rather face the Red Sox than the Marlins. Um, as ridiculous as that sounds, I think I'd rather face any team in baseball than the Marlins. I'd rather face the 1927 Yankees than the Marlins at this point. But it's still a tough series against the Red Sox, and then you're on the road again. Uh, by the way, against the Marlins to start. So, sweet. Uh, it's just uh, it's a frustrating spot right now for this team because... Again, they keep looking lifeless. I mean, what was that? Where were they? Zero runs. One run the night before. One run in eight of the innings the night before. Where's the offense? This team has to win with offense, and it's nowhere. I know JT's been hurt. I know they've had injuries, but, man, you got to find a way. And, look, I know that the league across the board has been uh has struggled offensively but but we watch every night like this team doesn't put together innings and runs and consistent at bats you know it's just uh i mean they strike out all the time Alcantara had nine strikeouts in a and uh six innings they struck out 15 times they're striking out the second most in all of baseball so yeah they're pretty bad at that Three hits. Three. And one was from Ronald Torres as a pinch hitter. Just brutal, man. Just a brutal, 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 brutal offensive performance. Again, in a game where, like, you had a bullpen game. Like, if ever you need your offense to say, all right, boys, this one's on us. It's when David Hale has to start the game when he finds out 15 minutes before the game or what a half an hour before the game that he's starting. That's the game where the offense needs to show up, right? I mean, if you could circle a game on the schedule, it's like, oh, yeah, the one where David Hale's starting and, and then you're going to bring in Matt Moore. That's the one I think we're going to need some runs for if I had to 
put, a, put 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 money on it, you know. And obviously, you'd like the Phillies to be consistent on a night to night basis and to actually score runs on night to night basis, but particularly in this spot, like step up. And I know, look, Sandy Alcantara is really good. And he seems to always do well against the Phillies, and particularly here at Citizens Bank Park. But come on, like pick up your pen game, like the, the, do something to support it, because you know it's not going to be good. You need to show up offensively, and they just didn't at all. All right, let's dive into the game as the ugly details, and we'll get to some themes throughout. So as I mentioned, the Phillies find out like right before game time, or at least were notified right before game time, that Vince Velasquez had a numb finger on his pitching hand, and David Hale would be starting the game on uh, you know unexpectedly. And you know to be fair, David Hale was was better than expected. Goes three innings, only gives up one run, four strikeouts, one walk to it. It's like David Hale, uh, you know, he gave up a homer. That happens to Miguel Ross, who you know. Seems to just crush the Phillies' souls all the time as well. But hell was okay. You know, he kept him in the game. one nothing through three. And then, and then Matt Moore. God, he's awful. Two innings, two earned. Archie Bradley comes in and gets roughed up. An inning and two-thirds, two earned. I didn't know why really Archie was in the game at this point. I mean, you already, like, seemingly concede by bringing in Matt Moore. But, look, David L. stings. Matt Moore stings. David Hale might be better than Matt Moore, and that's saying something because you've heard me say on this show many times that David Hale's not a major league quality pitcher. Matt Moore is clearly not. There's a reason he was in Japan. There's a reason the last time he pitched in the major leagues, which was, you know, a few years ago, he was the worst pitcher in baseball or among them. He's bad. Matt Moore's bad. Flat out bad. And you know what? That's on Dombrowski. We'll get to that. You know, Dombrowski answers for that. Three million bucks for Matt Moore. Think about what they could have done. They're up against the you know, soft cab, whatever you call it, the luxury tax, obviously, as we call it. But, like, you know, you know, we know they're not going over it unless they feel super compelled to. And, and $3 million is a waste. And Chase Anderson's for me. He wasted $7 million for all intents and purposes. Um, but Bradley gets roughed up. Um, speaking of money, I mean, Archie Bradley with a 7-2-0 ERA. But, uh, no, he's been good until he got hurt and he's working his way back. But Kinsler gets a couple outs. Suarez, that was it. They just get crushed. The... Marlins just poured on. Again, you at least had three hits. Three hits. They had Zach Wheeler come in as a pinch hitter in the third inning. They had a bullpen game. They struck out 15 times. They played bad defense, as usual. Par for the course on that one. Only one error. It should have been more, but only one. But it was a bad one. They just looked like a really bad baseball team last night at home against the Marlins. I mean, rinse, repeat. It's just, it's it's frustrating. And I, I think that last night was a clear example of what I've been harping on, you know, and, and it, what it keeps coming back to for me, the roster depth with this team. You know, the fact that when they have some injuries or poor play or whatever. Uh, first and foremost, they, the roster outside of just roster, like fourth and fifth stars, miss. Miss, miss. Big miss, miss. Massive Grand Canyon size miss, miss. Whatever. Um, so you miss on those. That's killer. Killer. Then the bench, nobody. 
a disaster. You get so lucky with Nick Maton that that guy turns into way more than the Phillies were expecting. He wasn't up to start the year or any of that, and he's been awesome, obviously, and you hope it continues, but who knows. But he's been awesome and very good defensively too. But um, you get lucky with that, but outside of Nick Maton, and now with Didi hurt, I mean, he's got to play every day. And all. Outside of Nick Maton, there's no depth on this team. I mean, you know, not including now, who's back of catcher. Um, who's, you know, a good backup catcher, but no depth. I mean, Ronald Torres, I mean, I know he's two for his last two, but let's be real. Um, you know, Kingery, miss. You know, the the whole center field combo of, oh, dude, well, you know, it's been better, but still misses across the board there. The bench depth, the roster depth, if anyone gets hurt, you know, Brad Miller's been good, but he needs to, like, play more because he's one of the few guys who hits. Uh, you know, Matt Joyce, total miss. And I know he's been hurt, but he was awful when he played. And I, I liked Matt Joyce, but that was a miss. You know, I think that when you look at what Dombrowski did and, you know, re-signing JT, you know, that's a John Middleton gets the credit for that. I think anybody could re-sign JT. Um, and Didi, which, to be fair, like, honestly, the DD contract is not looking great, is it? The uh, 2 to 28 is not looking good. Honestly, it's looking like it could be bad. And we hope DD comes back and can be DD and all that. But still, next year, it's a great free agent class, all that for shortstop. But regardless, you know, I think that you look at it, and, uh, you know, right now is this moment you have to say, Dombrowski had a, a not great all season, right? Not great. And now he did make some really nice moves. The Jose Alvarado trade outstanding the sam coonrod trade and look the guy they trade looks nasty too carson ragsdale but still like uh sam coonrod's been really good for this team happy to have him here um i still think archie will be good but that hasn't worked out so far um but you know there were some some good moves but on par on average i mean you know and look a lot of all the stuff we talked about isn't his fault either i mean the fact this guy kingery stinks and isn't a major league baseball player is not dave dombrowski's fault um but you know he, some of the things with the cash restraints he had, the moves that it seemed, you know, certainly re-signing JT, that Middleton's involved in, um, all that, um, that type of stuff, uh, it did put him up against it. So you're trying to make moves on the margins. But, you know, most of the moves on the margins that they've made have, have not been great. I mean, let's be real, right? And, and again, the the... I think you clearly look at the fourth and fifth starter thing the most. And, you know, I mean, missing on Matt Moore and Chase Anderson for $7 million is is really bad. Uh, And it set this team back. And relying on those guys, believing in those guys was bad. It was a bad decision. And, yes, having Velasquez around was helpful. And obviously not last night. Um, But, you know, not having um, real options there. Uh, And Spencer Howard, they're working. I, I don't understand their plan with spencer howard coming into this year at all it was so clear that that guy should be in the rotation <laughs> what were they doing i mean what did this what was this whole thing when the bullpen and not even high leverage situations it made absolutely zero sense um but whatever you know they, they'll get him hopefully he helps but i mean they just don't have the depth to withstand missing on a fourth and fifth starter and they don't have the depth offensively to fill holes. Like, they've already got holes in the lamp. Like, Odubel's been better, but you still wouldn't say you feel great about the center field spot. McCutcheon's been awesome. You feel much better about that. But, um, you know, offensively, guys have underperformed. You figure it should be better offensively if people can perform to the level, but there's no room for error. There's no holes. Again, you got Maton 
But outside of anyway, it's hurt. If you need outfield players, if you need this, like you don't, and if you need bench at bats, like just pinch hitters. Again, Zach Wheeler pinch hit last night. But regardless, you don't have good options. You don't have real deal options. It's just not a, a good recipe. And then you see it with the bullpen too. You don't have young arms. You can just come in and bring in when guys struggle or guys underperform or guys get hurt. You know, with Archie, that was a big loss when he was out. And, and you know, guys, you can kind of shovel in. JoJo comes in. He's hurt. You know, it's just, um, it's a problem. The roster depth's a problem. The way they're built right now is a problem, you know, and Dombrowski's going to have a lot of work to do this offseason. And I know the core is kind of set, at least for, for past this year, but it's certainly uh, the roster is flawed and they need, they really need help at, at the other starter positions. I mean, that's just so massive for this team and where they're at. It just is, uh, they are flawed there um, at the fourth and fifth starters. And, you know, you hope Power can do it. But again, they also just need to beef up the roster depth and look that comes from drafting and developing better right i mean that's a big problem for this they don't have those guys that they can cycle in and out from the minors and up who are major league players not even just the the best of the best but even just the guys you can come up and be a major league player you know can fill in for you can play for a, a month and whatever this any of that stuff so um that's where the real problem lies with this team and uh it's tough to fix right now, and you know, again, the, the one of the problems, obviously, the defense and the this and the that. The, yeah, the offense not hitting right now is the number one problem for this team in terms of just how can they get better quicker. It's like hit, hit the ball, score some runs, knock some guys in, and look um, to what we mentioned before, and and I said we uh, mentioned it yesterday. I, want, I did want to talk about it, and it's a good segue because there's not much else to say about where the Phillies are at. We'll see what they do against Boston. It's a frustrating team right now, and. Yeah, they hope they hope they start hitting the ball. Cause guess what? Boston hits the ball. Boston puts up runs. They got the deep lineup with Bogarts and Devers and JD Martinez and just like guy after Verdugo's good. They got guy after guy. They're gonna hit. They're gonna be tough. Um, but um, not many teams have been hitting great, you know. And and that was something I mentioned yesterday. We talked about the Corey Kluber no hitter. The Back-to-back nights with no hitters. Spencer Turnbull throws one, and then Corey Kluber the next night. And um, it's been a, a topic of conversation the last couple of days. Uh, you know, since there's no hitters, the idea of that uh, that it is bad for baseball. And I, I wholeheartedly agree that um, the no hitter thing is a, a a symbol of of a problem that we're seeing with the strikeout rate too. I mean, the fact that the league strikeout rate is twenty five percent. I mean, that's Sandy Koufax's career strikeout rate. I mean, that's like Bob Gibson's career strikeout rate. It's like some of the great strikeout pitchers of all time, like Nolan Ryan. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's insane how many strikeouts are in the game right now. And the league average is like 236 or something, the lowest ever. It is, um, it's a real problem. Like, if I had to say what's the single biggest problem with baseball right now, it is that the pitchers are so far ahead of the hitters. That there is, uh, that the strikeouts, the um, lack of balls in play, they're all parts of this bigger problem that the pitching is so far ahead and the science for the pitching is so far ahead. There's so much ways to 
make pitchers better to, to improve yourself on stuff, whereas there's less over the hitters. And, you know, when these guys are throwing at 100-plus miles an hour and then break and this and that, it's like, you know, of course they have an advantage. And some uh, so many good pitchers and talented relievers now. It's just um, the numbers show it's a real problem. And I think it's impacting the fun of the game because the fun of the game is the action. It's the, the balls in play, the doubles, the triples, the – you know, fun outs, the defensive plays, the, you know, all that, like, you know, is it cool to see awesome, nasty pitches? Absolutely. But is it cool to see guys strike out after one, after the other? After? No, like not that exciting. You know, certainly wasn't exciting to watch Philly strike out 15 times last night. So, um, obviously this is something we'll, we'll, as an ongoing thing that I'm sure we'll continue to discuss the season, but I definitely, I'm all in favor of, of trying out the things they're implementing in the minors, the, lowering the mound or moving the mound back. Um, I I think that, and and look, JT Romito actually talked about it and an interesting thing to say. He said that check the pitcher's gloves. He said they're using all kinds of gunk and stuff like that. And it does seem like the pitchers have been more brazen about it these days than ever. It seems like a lot of pitchers are talking about it and stuff like that. So um, I definitely think that makes a difference, but I think a bigger difference would be made by either lowering the mound or moving it back even more likely. Um, I know a lot of people talk about the shifts and all that, but I, I think the shift isn't nearly as big a problem as the pitcher dominance. I think it's all symptoms of the, that that initial problem, the problem that the pitchers are just so far ahead, and, and and it's not a fun brand of baseball. Like, we all love baseball. The, the There's a better-looking, more fun-to-watch version of baseball than the version we're seeing this season with, you know, obviously the three-true-outcome stuff, but really – a ton of strikeouts, you know, that's, that's baseball today, a lot of strikeouts, um, and that's not as fun to watch, it's just not, so, um, I wholeheartedly support any of the, uh, you know, initiatives and stuff they're trying to do, because they need to do something, because it definitely is, uh, I think it's pretty clear right now that that is a, a real problem for the sport, all right, uh, this weekend, uh, the Phillies back at it again. The Red Sox coming to town, less than ideal. The Red Sox have been a really good baseball team so far this season. Unexpectedly, at least for me, I thought they would definitely not be out in front in the division. Twenty six and eighteen on the seasons. They're obviously noticeably better than the Phillies twenty two and twenty two record. Um, the Red Sox have played really good baseball and uh, actually have a better record on the road than at home, which is great because they're coming here. The the Red Sox are 13 and 12 at home, but they're 13 and 6 on the road. Um, they are also a plus 41 in terms of run differential. The Phillies are a minus 10. Um, so um, they're, they're a much better team, the Red Sox, than the Phillies. Like definitively a better team this season so far. So, you know, look uh, – Phillies lost to a worse team, even though it's the Marlins. It's kind of just not never a worse team because they just own them. Um, but need a big weekend from the Phillies. Look, good news is you have two of your your big dudes going. Your two best as uh, we'll get Nolan Wheeler, but but Jay Sanders and the other one. So and we look, we've seen the Phillies time and time again not score runs for these guys, not score runs for Wheeler, Nolan. You know, not uh, not show up. So. Um, you know, it's nerve wracking. Sadly, we missed Nick Pavetta who pitched yesterday for Boston. That would have been fun to see him. He's pitched well for them. Of course, as you would expect, uh, Nola against Martin Perez, uh, uh, tonight in the first game of the series. 
Um, that's obviously a, a big advantage for the Phils. Uh, need Nola, man. You know, we talk about it all the time. Um, but this is one of those spots where you'd really like to see Nola come out and set the tone and, and really bring it the way Wheeler did the other night. But, like, especially in this spot where, you know, you're coming off just such a lifeless, heartless, ugly performance to lose a series at home and you got the Red Sox coming to town. I think we really need to see Nola bring it tonight. Chase Anderson tomorrow night. Unfortunately, he'll go up against Nate Eovaldi. Eovaldi hasn't been great this year, but he's definitely better than Chase Anderson, definitively, without a doubt. So that's an advantage for them, but we'll see. Um, hopefully, Anderson, you know, obviously coming off the, the rough one as a, a bounce-back effort. And then uh, Sunday, day game, uh, Zach Wheeler against Eduardo Rodriguez. That's a good one for the Phils. Eduardo Rodriguez has uh, been pretty good this year, but he's actually struggled in his last three or four starts, had a nicer start to the season. He's got a lot of wins, but has struggled. Strikes a lot of guys out, too, but has been hittable, has been someone who's given up some runs. And going up against Wheeler, who's obviously looked locked in, so... Man, they got to take two or three. They have to. It's so massive because after that, as we talked about, they go on the road and they stink on the road. Uh, three, excuse me, four in Florida, four in Miami and some Orleans. I can't think of anything I'm dreading less than that uh, or more than that. You know what I mean? Uh, two in Tampa Bay after that, then three in Cincinnati before they come home. So. Got to start winning some road games or else you can fall out of it. So it's going to be big. Need to see the Phillies show up, and it starts this weekend before they go in the road. Need to win this series against the Red Sox. So let's go, boys. Let's make it happen. Uh, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So have a wonderful weekend. And until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 